there is only one true way to be enlightened and entertained with the best sports knowledge. That way is the American way. Welcome to the American Way podcast. Here's your host, Amir. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for coming uh, coming on to today's episode. Uh, we got the two uh, double the guests, uh, so uh, some somewhat of a Gopher Show reunion on the eve of the big uh, season opener between the number four ranked Ohio State Buckeyes and the Minnesota Golden Gophers. We have Daniel House from GophersGuru.com, and we have Ross Brendel. Uh, host of the Minnesota Sports Chat podcast and newly minted, uh, uh, newly minted uh, occupation uh, pr- a producer at Hubbard Broadcasting. Gentlemen, how are you doing on the eve of this massive opener? House, I'll let you start. I am feeling great. It is football season. I'm fired up. Ball goes in the air. I'm going to be just ready to rock. I got the feeling, Amir, that Daniel House hasn't slept for days and he's running on pure gopher adrenaline right now. I mean, but I'm right now. That and caffeine. I am doing wonderful and happy for the opportunity to be here and I hope you are doing uh well as well, Amir. Thank you. Yes. Uh we I was hoping to get a, the the full reunion, but un- unfortunately our, our good friend Mr. Uh, James Murphy was unable to join us so the just getting you two guys here uh, uh it, it's, it's an absolute pleasure so i appreciate you guys coming in so odds that murph is paying off a gambling debt right now that's true he probably is uh, some random preseason some he, ran- he's got money on uab blazers jacksonville state tonight probably and i know we'll all be watching that yeah he probably is probably the probably the you'll probably go down to the last second probably like uh the triple the what's i don't even know i don't even gamble so i don't know the words uh tri- the the triple bets so he probably betting on the score and who scores touch first and all that jazz so uh he'll probably listen to this and he'll, he's with us in spirits so what gentlemen what uh, we have uh, we let's get let's get down to business here what do you guys think will be the biggest keys to this matchup? I, me personally, I think it'll come down to the time of possession battle. I think the two teams are similar in that they'll both be dominated in the this game will be dominated in the trenches. Whichever team can can move the ball or stop the other team from from moving the ball will win this game. What 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 are you you guys sensing the night before? It's all about productive drives, Amir. If you hold the ball, you got to be able to get to the 40-yard line and score. I don't even think it's as much about time of possession as punching it in and scoring points. Keeping up with an Ohio State offense, it's high octane. And you go back and you look at the results of the last three Ohio State losses, all of them, the offenses have really done a nice job of putting together productive drives. And many of them didn't even lead time of possession by all that much. And so I always look at 
trips inside the 40, and that's probably the key. Up front on both sides of the ball, defensive line, interior has an opportunity to create some havoc. Harry Miller, Torres Labrum, the center, missed most of spring. So that's a thing to watch. And Paris Johnson, a right guard, has limited experience. Thayer Munford's playing left guard. He was an all-Big Ten left tackle. But all three of those guys don't have much experience playing in a starting role alongside one another. So could Minnesota really get after the defensive tackle spots and, and create a mismatch there? I think it's simple. I think you have to start fast, stay in the game. Don't get buried early. Maybe uh, make C.J. Stroud sweat a little bit in the pocket. And I think it's as simple as not turning the ball over and also perhaps forcing a few turnovers to get a couple extra possessions. Because uh, we've, we've talked about this uh, on, on Minnesota Sports Chat. I've heard House talk about it, and I know plenty of people have talked about it as well. It, it, it is easy to say that this is the best time to play Ohio State, and I do believe that to be true. However, Ohio State doesn't rebuild, they reload each and every year, and, and, and I still feel like Ohio State is the better team. They should be favored to win the game. They probably will win the game, but that doesn't mean that Minnesota can't win, and I think the biggest key to being able to do that at bare minimum, even if you're not going to force any turnovers, you can't turn over the ball yourself. You cannot afford to give Ohio State extra possessions. Absolutely. I, I agree with all those points. I think I think another thing is, although Ohio State reloads, I think just their inexperience on the offensive line, but more importantly, they're inexperienced defensively. They have a lot of new starters on defense, whereas the Gophers... Most of their starters from last year on defense are are a year older, and the, you could and you have this the, the tr- new transfers coming in, uh, Jack Givens and the guys up front. So I feel like I don't know I don't know what you guys think about this. I feel like experience might win the day. Uh, not saying that the Gophers will win because everyone's they're favored by fourteen and a half points. Ohio State is, but I just feel like at the key positions that experience does matter to an extent. It does matter, and continuity on defense will help a lot because the last year you saw just how valuable that was because there were so many inexperienced guys out of position, you know, not controlling a gap, not getting off a block, trying to make a hero tackle in space. All of those things were contributing factors. So the transfer additions they brought in, Jack Gibbons, now Finkney, safety spot should be better with Newbin having more experience. Biggest key is that cornerback room. Do they have enough depth there to keep tabs at that explosive wide receiving court Ohio State has because it's one of the best in the nation and one of the best that they've formulated in recent memory? On the experience that that you touched on, Amir, I think it's very important to, to note the experience of the Gophers returning quarterback Tanner Morgan. I think this is a chance for him you know go back into late 2019 people were talking about tanner morgan potentially being a first round draft pick then you go into the 2020 season people start to speculate well if he has a really nice season could he leave early obviously that didn't happen in 2020 well here right out of the gate in 2021 he has a chance with that experience taking on a quarterback for ohio state at least not as game experience to maybe show off that experience and have a big chance early to lead his team to a victory. I think it's a, a big game, a big opportunity, excuse me, for Tanner Morgan to show off some of that experience and some of that continuity with his team 
One thing I'm really interested in seeing is what does the passing game look like? For the most part, everything in 2020 mm-hmm. just looked more difficult. And that was with running the ball, protecting the quarterback, passing the ball. And I think there were multiple reasons for that, COVID one of them. But I think it'll be interesting to see, albeit against a really good opponent, how are the Gophers able to get the ball down the field in the passing game? I expect that they'll be able to. I just don't know by I just don't know how much and I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Absolutely, I think you're right. And I think the biggest key last year that why their offense struggled so much is the the whole off season it was all virtual. They were not in person at all during the entire off season. Uh, with a new with a new offensive coordinator in uh, in San, in uh, Mike Sanford. Now this year you're able to be in person. You have all these uh, practice pra- all this practice time. I think for me I think you're. I think you hit the nail on the head. That uh, it's more a uh, Tanner, if he can play really well, that gives him a chance. What worries me, uh, just as much as what you said, Daniel, about the corner position, is the receiving position. If you, uh, we still don't know at as we record this uh, episode if Chris Oppen Bell will even be able to suit up. And you have a uh, you have some young guys at receiver. You have a uh, Dylan Wright. You have a uh, you have Dil- you have Dylan Wright, and you have some other guys potentially there. So I wonder if they lean more on the tight end group. Uh, I do. I do. However, think the offensive line being very experienced will give him time. Will give uh, Tanner time to throw. But it'll be interesting to see who sort of steps up in the receiving game to uh, to to make life easier for Tanner. Tight end one as wide receiver three. That's the that's the formula because Brevin's been forward. We've all been waiting for the breakout year. Is he going to stay healthy and? be a contributor this year i believe so and he'll his target share will go up because mike sanford wants to involve the tight ends more and that's up the seam off screens this game with the 425 defense and being possibly matched up on both defender that is potentially advantageous matchup for span ford so you could see span ford maybe even dalen wright being a guy that could put stress on ohio state's defense i i I want to see that wide receiver depth chart come together. If you're going to be weaker at one spot, you want it to be a receiver, though, because Fleck and Simon do such a good job of developing those guys. You know they'll get better over the course of the season. Yeah, spot on, House. I'm not, until I see it on the field, a reason to be concerned. I'm not super concerned about who is wide receiver three, four, and even five when that potentially happens, or if there's jumbling of that lineup throughout the season until they give us reason to believe that they won't be successful i have every reason to believe that they will be successful one thing pj fleck has done very well not just at minnesota but go look at western michigan really good receivers and he's developed receivers and the current squad has a lot of raw talent there so i actually believe that they'll be okay there. Will they be where they want to be by halftime of the first game of the season against Ohio State? No, I, I don't believe that. But will they be in a good spot three, four, five weeks into the season as long as everybody stays healthy? Yeah, I, I, I think they will be. I tend to think, at least right now, where I have more questions on this team is where are they going to be at defensively and what do they look like defensively? The offense, there are things to be concerned about or that I'm paying attention to, but I'm more concerned about the defensive side of the ball than the offense. Oh, absolutely. I, th- I, th- I understand that. Uh, I, think, I guess I feel like just the, the, the additions that you get on defense 
that are experienced the, the, the experiences of Pinkney and uh, and Givens, and you have a guy like Coney Durr who who's coming back for another year. So that could give uh, bring some stability to the corner position. So I agree with you there that we need to, we before even the night before this game we still don't know exactly how this team will look uh, tomorrow. But uh, I tend to believe if if it's one of the more stocked uh stocked rosters uh top to bottom in in, in PJ's uh, in PJ's uh, tenure here at the UM. Uh wasn't Coney Durr like a, a senior when you were a freshman at the University of Minnesota? Yeah, because he was playing in the Holiday Bowl. You remember that? He, he I do. He on the Holiday Bowl. And yes. I believe he was a freshman that year, and I was just starting at that point. So he's been there. He's the elder statesman, as they'd call him when Rodney Smith was there. Grandpa. Absolutely. Uh, so what? 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 What's keys? You guys think what? If the Gophers, I've said on, I've said online, and I'm I'm guilty at times of jovially trash talking to others, but I've I've tend to just have a an inkling that the Gophers will pull off this upset. What if they do? What do you both believe will be the reason for that to happen? This this is a hot take segment here. We got Amir Aldamiani coming out with the bold prediction that the Gophers are going to win. He's he's feeling it. I, I I think the line's a little high. I would put it at about an 8-point, 9-point game. Gophers come out with a really good game plan. Ohio State makes some adjustments. Their depth shows up. They put the foot on the gas at the end. And, and I mean, the only way that that changes is a couple of takeaways. You start strong, and maybe you put them in a spot where, you know, they're you're on a short field, and you create a takeaway here. Those are the things that can shift the game because – like I always say, three or four plays can define the outcome of a of a specific game. So create a couple takeaways, and, and you just never know what could happen. Yeah, if the Gophers win, Amir, if that's to be the case, I truly think it's going to be a game where even though it's the first game of the season, I think it'll be a game where at the end of it you go, wow, that was a really well-played game by Minnesota. That's maybe one of the best games I've seen them play since PJ Fleck has been here. I don't think it's <laughs> you know, you'd like to think that maybe Stroud will struggle a bit. You know, this is this is not uh this is not a freshman quarterback making his first start for Ball State. This is CJ Stroud starting for the Ohio State University. I think that if if the Gophers are gonna do that, they're gonna have to play as good as they did against Penn State, if not better. And the reality of that is they had two and a half months to, to work their way up to be ready to be in the best position to beat Penn State as they possibly could be. They haven't had that for Ohio State. We like to talk about, well, what, what will the Gophers show Ohio State that Ohio State hasn't seen from them? Okay, well, I can easily flip that the other way and say, what is Ohio State going to show Minnesota that Minnesota hasn't seen from Ohio State? So I truly think if Minnesota's going to win a mirror, Ohio State's not going to hand the football game to you. You're going to have to take it. Now, I, I'm. I, this will sound borderline preposterous. I'm not as in on Ryan Day as others yet, just because I need to see it for a few more seasons. So maybe Ohio State's capable of having an 8-4, 9-3 season, and maybe this is the perfect time to get them. I'm not willing to say that yet. But, um, yeah, I, honestly, Amir, I think if Minnesota's going to win the game, they're going to have to play incredibly well, and at the end of the game, you're going to say, wow, that might have been the best game they've played since P.J. Flack arrived at Dinkytown. 
Absolutely, guys. And I think I'm not suggesting that it's going to be handed to them. You're going to have to earn it. But and but actually, honestly, truly, I think you're looking at down the schedule. I you know not criticizing the West Division at all. I think this is the toughest game period on the schedule. I think just looking at all the games in in the non-conference and look at all the other Big Ten games that the Gophers have this year, I can make the state. I can make the statement that the first game will be the toughest game they'll 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 have all year. I really, just looking at the West. I don't know. I. I know that you have five teams overall in the Big Ten that are ranked, and you have two of them in the West Division that are ranked. But I, I just don't know if the West Division is as strong as it's made as it's made to be. I feel like the East Division is a bit stronger. So, am I am I wrong in thinking that that's win or lose this game? I think win or lose this game. I think the Gophers either way will be in a in a good decent position for a rematch with Ohio State in December. It's a good measuring stick. You get a chance to see how far the Gophers are away from a top power in college football, and then the schedule opens up a bit. It's a tune-up game against Miami of Ohio, a tough one at Boulder, playing the Buffaloes down in Colorado, and that's the game I think that could define the season. If the Gophers come out and look convincing and physically dominate that game, it sets the tone for the upcoming games against Big Ten West teams that I think are beatable that open you know that next part of the schedule is where you got to really get after it get hot position yourself going into that final three because that wisconsin iowa indiana wisconsin stretch is one that could really define if you're able to take that next step and get to the get to the big 10 west title yeah and i want to see minnesota win if not both at least one of those games either at iowa and kinnick or at home against wisconsin pj fleck one and seven against the Gophers two biggest rivals if you're going to define the two biggest rivals as closest in proximity and the teams that you play each and every year and and let's be honest guys if you're ever going to play in a Big Ten championship game to get there you're going to have to win one of those two games if not both not many Mm -hmm. times are you going to get to a Big Ten championship game representing the West having lost both games to Iowa and Wisconsin so that's that's going to be critically important Daniel, you've said it before, and I couldn't agree with you more with where this Gopher football program is at. That is the next logical step for taking this thing to the next level is starting to beat Iowa and Wisconsin, maybe not every year, maybe not every time, but with greater consistency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. You're, you're, right, on, you're right on that. That's, they, they've, they've struggled in the past with, against Iowa and Wisconsin, and I guess... I guess looking at this year, I just feel like, I feel like the this the Gophers roster just seems fairly strong. I not 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 to take anything away from Iowa and Wisconsin. I think they're good teams, but I feel like just throughout the ex- the experience that these guys that the most of this roster has and their experiences uh, losing to those teams uh, consistently, I feel like they can. I I just feel like this year they can get over the hump. Maybe I'm maybe I'm delusional and I I've been called crazy by many, but I feel like. You're hundred percent right that they need to win, if not both, one of those two, uh, to win the West. Mm-hmm. Totally agree with that take. Ross, I don't know. I'm, I still waffle. So I'll I'll back up a couple days ago. I recorded uh, a segment of Minnesota Sports Chat with Daniel House and our and our buddy James Murphy, 
And I posed the question, eight and four for Minnesota. They're either going to win less than eight games, they can win eight games, or they'll win more than eight games. I, I still tend to think that it's less than eight. I think it's, I think it's seven or eight. So to me then logically you know Iowa rotates every year between being a contender and not being a contender I I, I don't know I, I, I'm trying maybe it's just my general guarded optimism with Minnesota sports for me not to be naturally as high on teams as others I still think the Gophers can have a really nice season and win seven or eight games but I guess by default Amir that I, I guess by default that means I'm probably leaning towards Wisconsin winning the West again yeah, and I mean, I agree, Mir. You know, the, the part I was agreeing on with your take is that if you want to take this thing to the next level, you got to beat those rivals. If you can't beat those rivals, then you're probably not going to be in a position to take it the next step and get to that Big Ten championship game, which I feel like is this squad has the depth that they need to really make that push now. Absolutely, that, and that I guess that's sort of why I'm thinking that way. I could be I could be wrong. Like I've been wrong a lot of times, but I, I guess I, maybe are we, am I overrating? Am I overrating the amount of depth that this roster has? You guys think? I don't know if you're overrating it because I do believe the depth to be very strong. What I keep looking at, Amir, is it's great that the Gophers have great depth, but look across the country a lot of teams have really good depth. So I'm actually, because of players returning because of the year of COVID, I'm really interested to see what does that depth look like. And you'll start to see it. House's point, by the time the Gophers roll into Boulder, odds are they'll be down a starter or two. More, more than likely. That, that, that's how football works. And by the time you get to that third, fourth, maybe fifth game, I think that's where you'll start to see that depth. And how good is it compared to the other teams? I do think it's really good, but I don't think Minnesota having good depth is exclusive only to Minnesota. I think that's an across-the-country thing this year, which is why I largely believe I think we're going to get really good college football this year once teams get going, once we get a week or two into the season, because I think you're going to have a lot of really good players and a lot of really experienced players who are taking advantage of that extra year. It's a really, really good point, Ross. I, I yep. honestly had not really thought deeply about that, but everyone's roster is jam-packed with experience. It's just how does that depth look? Do you have the blue-chip players? In Minnesota's recruiting classes, freshman group that they brought in, the coaching staff is very, very impressed with them. So there is a chance that you could see a couple of those guys contribute and then see the effects of the last couple of recruiting classes blending in with some of that experience and that's key for the future positioning of the program too so i like how minnesota's roster is built with a blend of veteran experience and solid blue chip youth talent that's developing up absolutely yeah i think i think you're, uh, i i think so i think uh there which which freshman do you think we should uh, you think we should look at i'm i think uh, just uh, justin wally uh the corner out of mississippi i think he's one freshman who could play a lot early uh, any other names you guys think like any other under the radar guys in, individually you think that could really help uh, help the school first team austin booker defensive end guy that has a lot of athletic upside and natural pass machine ability he's one of the most athletic players on the team 
he could be a third down rotational player that I wouldn't be surprised if, if he kind of took some people by surprise and saw a few rotational snaps in Joe Rossi's defense. House, how do you feel about Brady Boyd? Love Brady Boyd. I, I believe Brady Boyd. I mean, the benefit of Brady Boyd, Ross, is that he played against top-tier competition down in Texas. Yeah. That was one of the best high schools in mm-hmm. the nation. You know, that that is not going to be, you know, the, the learning curve for him to adjust is not as high as some other guys. Yeah, I feel like we'll see Brady Boyd on the field a fair amount this year. You know, maybe not, maybe not a super super high amount, but I don't think it'll be, I don't think we'll be surprised to see him catching passes. And wasn't his quarterback, and wasn't his quarterback the guy who's uh, at Ohio State, who's the the senior in high school, who uh, got, who left for the uh, NLI, is that, isn't that, am I correct, that's his, that's his quarterback in high school, uh, Boyd, was the best, yes. was the top ranked quarterback in the nation? Quinn Ewers, yep, you're exactly right. So he has experience playing with top level talents, I think that's another name we could be. That's another name we could be watching out for. Um, before I get, before I let you guys both go, uh, sort of just what's your overall thesis of what do you, what do you expect? Not just for tomorrow night, but I guess just going into the season. Like, what do you think? What's your mission? What's your what's your mission mission statement to the people listening to this podcast who have a, a great interest in this uh, Gophers program? Twofold, enjoy the season, as we learned last year. <laughs> college football nor is anything in life promised to us so enjoy the games if you're going to go to the games enjoy the heck out of them if you're going to sit in your barca lounger on a saturday and watch college football for 14 hours enjoy the heck out of it and uh just enjoy what you're seeing on, on the field and 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 have fun with it as far as the actual team, Amir, I, I always say I'm not into really making predictions, but but I always end up doing it. I, I, I think, again, and I, I truly believe this, I think you can have teams that go 7-5, and 8-4, and four, and you're disappointed. I think you can have teams that go 7-5, and 8-4, and, four, and, and those, those are good seasons. I think 7-5 and five for this team would be a little bit disappointing, but I think anything at 8-4 and four or better – would be a really good season and I um if I had to guess today to give myself a little bit of wiggle room I'll go eight and four that way if they go seven and five or nine and three I can technically claim I was close so I I I think this is a good football team I don't I don't think that they're great but I think we'll find out tomorrow night and I hope to heck that I'm wrong and at about 10 30 tomorrow night we're celebrating a big goal for football victory I, I really do hope that I'm wrong I would just add to that, this season, you're going to notice a big improvement from the defense. The defense is going to be a lot better. In fact, I think the defense is going to be good enough to help them in some games where maybe they don't score as many points. I feel pretty good about that front seven and how that's coming together and the physicality they have there. The bigger question I have is the key to this season is the passing game. Can they have a consistent passing game that's dynamic, explosive, puts stress on defenses, RPO, play action, drop back passing, layering it up, and getting a defender out of the box? Because we all know the strategy of these teams will be put an extra defender in there, slow mo down. You've got to counter that by getting the ball out quick, stretching the defense, and then running into lighter boxes as the game progresses. And that's what made that 2019 offense so good was they were able to get that defender 
out of the box and it was pick your poison. You want to play a defender in the box and get burned in the passing game, or do you want to put a guy in coverage and, and run, have Minnesota run the ball effectively? So that's, that's what I'm looking for from this season, and it, it holds the key to success. And please, 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 please make your extra points and give me field goals. Don't don't we all don't we all wish for that? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. People people like myself who listen listen to your podcast know you've been harping on that for weeks, and you've been. You've been uh, breathing down Daniel's neck about that for the last couple of weeks, so definitely. Does Dan Nystrom have any major college ability, um, <laughs> um, eligibility left? That's what I want to know. Can Dan Beast Nystrom Lloyd. come back? Beast Lloyd, baby. <laughs> Amir, you're the best. You guys are awesome. You guys are the best. I appreciate your guys' support. I appreciate you. Uh, be your pa- I appreciate your patience with the technical issues, and uh, hope hopefully hopefully next time we talk we'll be. Reveling in a reveling in a victory, uh, tomorrow. So, pre- appreciate you guys coming on. All right, thank you so much, Ross. Did thank you, thanks, Amir. Daniel, you're the best. You're 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 one of the million. You guys are awesome. Uh, I, I want to see you keep doing it. Let Let's see the pod. I'm I'm ready to listen to some pods this this football season. I'm I'm excited for you. Absolutely, we'll make sure to have that happen. Hope. Hopefully we'll have more success in in uh, finding people to talk to, so or finding stuff to talk to. So thank you guys so much. All right, it was great again to ch- chat with uh, Daniel and Ross uh, to preview this upcoming go for a season and uh, preview tomorrow night's game. Tomorrow night should be a huge one for the Gophers facing a massive opponent, Ohio State. However, as I mentioned in the previous segment with Daniel, Daniel and Ross. I just feel like it's going to be the toughest game on the schedule, and the schedule will only get easier, and I really feel like the Gophers have a chance to win this one. Uh, moving on, uh, the Vikings uh, just re- released their 53-man roster, whether it's uh, ever-changing, ever-evolving by the minute. Uh, so it'll be interesting that we already have one major injury, Irv Smith who, Jr., who is supposed to have a breakout year at tight end, He'll he'll miss most of if not the, the entire season, with a torn uh, with a torn meniscus, so the Vikings ended up replacing him. They add a former four for a Jets fourth round pick, Chris Herndon. Uh, he had a, a good rookie year, missed most of twenty nineteen because of suspensions and an injury. Had a rough two thousand twenty, but very athletic. Uh, very, he he can he has he can catch the ball pretty well, so it'll be interesting to see if he can re- replace Irv. Just looking at this roster, though, heading into the week one opener against in Cincinnati about 10 days away from now, I feel like the, the roster is very top-heavy at every position, but very it very, lacks a lot of depth, and it just worries me. A lot of a lot of commotion already with the COVID issues and just with injuries, and we don't we still don't know if Anthony Barr or Christian Derrissaw will ever see the field. So it's very it'll be very uh, intriguing to see this team. I think they can put up. Uh, they can. I think they can beat Cincinnati against a young quarterback in Joe Burrow. But uh, the first four games after that are very tough against Arizona, Seattle, Cleveland, all playoff teams. So I feel like I. I guess uh, t- t- to preview this, the two teams, I feel much much more confident about the Gophers football team than I do the Vikings. I think the Gophers will probably win 
somewhere uh, about nine games. I think the I think the Gophers can go nine and nine and four, and eight. I think they can win nine games. Uh, if the Vikings, I'm not so sure. I feel I don't I don't expect the Vikings to make the playoffs. I feel like they're eight-ish wins, maybe nine if they're lucky. But uh, we'll see. It'll be very interesting to see how this team, how these two teams, uh, fare this year. I don't know why. I guess I, I feel the Gophers just have a, a much more depth at their important positions, whereas the Vikings don't. And every year it seems like some some crazy stuff goes down with the Vikings, uh, distractions or injuries or just massive uh, massive things happen. So I don't know what to expect. I don't expect much as much from the Vikings as I do the Gophers. But uh, we we'll have uh, we'll have to track how, how those two teams go. Do we uh, tomorrow night will be a big big tomorrow night will be a big one for the Gophers, and then the Vikings will start in about ten days. And ba- uh, basketball and hockey season coming up soon, so got a lot of sports coming uh, coming up. I guess in conclusion, I, uh, just for t- how I feel today, I can, and I could be wrong. Like I'm, I'm wrong about a lot of things, but I feel like the Gophers. Uh, the Gophers ooze more optimism out of me than the Vikings do at this moment. All right, guys, thank you, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, hopefully, hopefully the Gophers can prove me right and pull out a big one. Uh, it, it's a, it'll be a huge one tomorrow, but even if they lose, they'll still have. A, I think they still have a bright season ahead of them. Uh, we'll have, we'll have to just find wait and see tomorrow night how things go. Thank you guys so much.